веселих свят і щасливого нового року. Добрий вечір, шановні радіосухачі, та вітаю вас всіх на радіопередачу «Наш голос» радіо Кринського коріння, котра подіється вам, як звичайно, щосуботи о 6 годині на багатомовній радіостанції AM1320 CHMB у місті Ванкувері. При мікрофоні Павіна дякую, що ви були сухачами сьогодні вечері та рішили перебути зі мною наступну годину. Hello there and welcome to Nash Hollis Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host, Pavlina. Happy New Year and happy holidays on this first round of the Christmas season. I'm delighted to have you with me. We've got a great program lined up for you. Since Ukrainians celebrate Christmas twice, most of us anyways, I've dug into the Nash Hollis Audio Archives to bring you an explanation in case you need one or need to share it with somebody, Father Ihor Kutash of Montreal will tell us all about Christmas on the two calendars and uh, Christmas in general. As well, we have Ukrainian Jewish heritage this week and a look at a book about the migration of Jews from the Russian and Austrian empires of days past. As well, we'll have our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian Christmas and New Year's carols. We started out with Shchitivka by Volen, which is a seasonal well-wishing song about celebrating the season. And so we've got lots more of those, as well as Christmas and New Year's carols. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Tickets today for Canada's National Ukrainian Festival August Long Weekend in Dauphin, Manitoba. For over 50 years, CNUF has showcased the very best in Ukrainian culture through music, food, and of course, incredible dancing. Get your early bird weekend passes right now for only $85. Your weekend pass is your passport to a full weekend of activities and live ongoing entertainment. Canada's National Ukrainian Festival August Long Weekend in Dauphin, Manitoba. For more information, see cnuf.ca. 
Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ChochenkoFoundation.com. Вас мусиль, щоб не кашляли ніколи, від ніколи до ніколи, щоб не було сварки в хаті, навіть вітру на загаті, щоб були всі багаті, щоб у вас була мука, щоб не видно в скрині дна, щоб у вас була капуста головчаста і петрушка коринчаста, щоб у вас були всі діти здорові, їли кашу всі доволі, щоб вам з них була потіха. А нам гроші, хоч пів міха, Христос ся рождає. Три царі зі сходу прийшли, здалеку принесли дари, через те прічки. Свідом ясні зорі Красиво 
And now for a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now, brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter based in Toronto, Ontario. Welcome to Ukrainian Jewish Heritage on Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm Peter Baker. Who closes the door? And who can open it? Who escapes and who doesn't? A compelling book entitled The Great Departure, Mass Migration from Eastern Europe and the Making of the Free World by Tara Zara answers some of these questions. Tara Zara is a professor of modern European history at the University of Chicago and a recent winner of a MacArthur Fellowship. Her book is an impressive work of scholarship that is filled with often heartbreaking personal stories of the devastating human toll of migration. Between 1846 and 1940, more than 50 million Europeans moved to the Americas in one of the largest migrations of human history. Villages were emptied out throughout Europe, especially Central and Eastern Europe. The homes the immigrants left behind, as well as their new homes, were fundamentally changed. From almost the very beginning, emigration policies were political tools to be manipulated and exploited. Governments and nationalist movements were eager to see certain groups leave. They were often called surplus populations. The departure of other favored groups, considered essential for state or nation building, was restricted. The goal was to create nationally homogeneous populations, a goal pursued by various regimes and governments into the 21st century. Therefore, Professor Zara's research shows the vast majority of the 2.7 million imperial Russian subjects who left the Tsarist Empire between 1880 and 1910 were Jews, Polish speakers, or German speakers. Russian imperial authorities began to encourage Jewish immigration in the 1890s. The government let the Jewish Colonization Association set up branches throughout the empire in 1892. Emigration remained illegal for non-Jewish subjects of the Tsar. Brody, a Western Ukrainian city that was then on the frontier of the Russian and Austrian empires, entered folklore as a major door of departure to a new life. Brody itself was on the fringe of Galicia, a Habsburg Austrian crown land notorious for its abject poverty. Unlike Russia, all citizens of the Habsburg Empire had the constitutional right to leave. The Ukrainian and Polish peasants of Galicia, along with the region's Jews, also immigrated in massive numbers to new overseas opportunities. Authorities recorded a total of 3.5 million emigrants from throughout the Austro-Hungarian Empire to all overseas destinations between 1876 and 1910. The largest numbers left from Galicia and Bukovina and from southern and eastern Hungary. Almost 3 million went to the United States. The powers that be became alarmed. There was an increasing shortage of young men to call up for military service. Polish and Hungarian nobles in the Habsburg Empire feared losing cheap agricultural labor to American factories and mines. The nobles had reason to worry. Wages in Western Europe and the United States were two to three times higher than wages in Galicia. And in those areas of Galicia most affected by emigration, wages eventually had to rise as employers had to compete in a global marketplace. Furthermore, as Professor Zara points out, the tremendous flow of remittances from Galician immigrants back to their homeland expanded peasant landholdings, renovated churches, and provided economic relief. Massive immigration, especially of young women, provoked fears, if not a moral panic. Professor Zara notes the Austrian anti-Semitic press linked emigration and sex trafficking to criminalize Jewish immigration agents. There were sensational white slavery trials, including one in Lviv in 1892, and lurid press reports. 
The Austrian Jewish feminist Bertha Pappenheim, also renowned as the patient Anna O in Sigmund Freud's case study, traveled to Austrian Galicia in 1903 to gather information about sex trafficking. She expressed concerns about the ignorance of migrants, unscrupulous agents, and every girl's vulnerability to what she calls all forms of danger and vice. Sincere emigration reformers concerned about the exploitation of Austro-Hungarian citizens overseas also stirred fears. Zara writes that East European men and women would be treated like non-white colonial labor, Chinese coolies, or enslaved Africans. Professor Zara argues that both anti-trafficking and anti-immigration reformers tended to ignore the underlying economic conditions that prompted immigration. As well as the agency of individual migrants, the book goes far beyond the pre-1914 era to show how a template was set for future dramatic events in the 20th century. The author explains how the policies that shaped this original Great Migration provided a precedent for bureaucratic paper walls that doomed Europe's Jewish population from escaping the Holocaust, the closing of the Iron Curtain, and ethnic cleansing. The author places the current refugee crisis within the longer history of migration. Professor Zara notes every great departure comes with its own choices, anxieties, and disappointments. States make choices about whether to welcome newcomers or build new barriers, whether to encourage departures or returns. Individuals, meanwhile, are forced to make tortured choices between pressing onward or returning home. As for those choices, she reminds us that it matters a great deal whether the decision to live abroad is made out of desperation or of ambition. The Great Departure: Mass Migration from Eastern Europe and the Making of the Free World by Tara Zara is published by W. W. Norton. For more information, log on to www.norton.com. From San Francisco, I'm Peter Baker. Until next time, shalom. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com. Чер, добрий вечір, добрий малюк, 
Slušajte radio programu Naš Holas, radio Krinskoho Korinja na bahatomovni radio stanci AM 1320 CHMB u misci Vancouveri. Hovorit Pavlina. You're listening to Naš Holas Ukrainian Roots Radio on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host Pavlina. Brothers and sisters, Father Ihor Kutash at the microphone. Slava Isusu Christu. Glory to Jesus Christ. On December 25th, perhaps the greater number of Christians of the world celebrate the feast of the Nativity of our Lord, God and Savior, Jesus Christ. There are many, on the other hand, who are still observing a time of fasting in preparation for their celebration of it according to the Julian calendar, which is currently 13 days behind the Gregorian. That is, they celebrate on January 7th, which corresponds to December 25th, on the Julian calendar. In Canada, so many of these Christians who celebrate on January 7th are of Ukrainian origin that this day is widely known as Ukrainian Christmas. It is preceded, of course, by that marvelous celebration of the mystery, a sumptuous meal, composed of 12 Lenten dishes called the Svetavecheria, the Holy Supper, 
on January 6th in the evening. Many who no longer keep most of the other Ukrainian traditions still manage to get together for a version of this meal, which links Ukrainians with their ancestors across the millennia. Unlike Orthodox Christians of some other ethnic groups who are bitterly divided over the issue of the calendar, Ukrainians follow a tradition of tolerance, and there are many, especially among Ukrainian Catholics, who celebrate the Gregorian calendar date. And not a few, who, in deference to situations of mixed family and work schedules, observe both, at least to some extent, while insisting that the true festival is January 7th, when it is no longer corrupted by association with secularism and commercialization. It is a marvelous thing to celebrate this feast whenever we may be doing it. As we do, let us refer to the scriptures we read on this occasion. We find great joy in them, for as the epistle from the Galatians points out, we have the immense privilege of discovering ourselves to be God's children, whom God loves and to whose voices he listens with constant and careful attention. We also find a troubling note. In the Gospel, according to Matthew, we hear of Herod's concern to find out the birthplace of the new king whom the Magi had come to worship. His intent was desperate and malicious. Herod had become so seduced by his need to be in power over people's lives that he was now contemplating the unthinkable to take up arms and try to kill God's anointed, the long-awaited Messiah, whose coming he ought to have greeted with joy and relief. He might have said, At last, eternal peace and justice have come into the world with the birth of the Promised One. Instead, his one thought was how to prolong his own reign by killing the infant king. In his madness for power, Herod determined to wage war on God himself. Thus, even as we rejoice over the coming of the Messiah in the warm stable at Bethlehem, we feel the chill and dark outside it, as Herod, inspired by Satan himself, the longtime adversary of God, makes his dreary decisions, identical to decisions made by power-mad people throughout the ages. I will kill without mercy anyone who stands in my way. Better that thousands of innocent ones perish than that one opponent remains alive. Such is the seductive power of evil over those who make material things their priority over the eternal things of the Spirit. Let us beware, for the seduction that led Herod to order the murder of the innocents of Bethlehem is out to win us over as well. Herod was not a subhuman. He was our brother. The firm will he showed in his attempt to stamp out his opponent, even if that opponent was God himself, might have been put to wonderful use in bringing about good in the world. If only Herod had not let himself be diverted to evil. We must note that we who hear and read these words are also in danger of being similarly diverted. We may even be on the way to Herod's sorry state. Let's examine ourselves by asking, what and why am I celebrating at this time? Is it the birth of Christ? Or am I, like so many, just trying to get the high of Christmas without Christ in it? If it really is Christ's birth we are celebrating, then let us resolve with all our hearts to follow and serve him. Let us turn with all our hearts and souls to love goodness and mercy as he does. Let us stop considering such things to be weakness and see them for the true and lasting power that they truly are. Let us get to work on our thoughts and our intentions and keep at it for the rest of our lives. Let Christmas remain forever within our souls. Let's welcome our true and eternal King. Christos Rojdaitsya, to those who are celebrating according to the Gregorian calendar, Christ is being born. Let us glorify Him. Slavimo Yoha.
маленький пастушок загорнувся в кожушок. На скрипочці граю, вас всіх вітаю. А ви, люди, чуєте, коляду готуйте. Яблучка горішки дітям на потішки. Весело співайте, Ісуса вітайте, Христос Бог істини, із Марії рождений, Христос Бог істини, із Марії рождений. Вчора із вечора посла Маланка 
Bratja Meli, v novim šťastji, v novi seli, radisno vitaju vas. I božaju šťob zdorovju, v meri, z bratnjoju ljubovju, vi teper išel nam čas. I božaju šťob trudjašče, teže tja vam jak najkrašče, bez bide menulo vsim, šťob domkame me micnile, bahatile, nebidnile, šťob veselej bo vaš dim. I božaju što me zhidno, smilo, svidomo, svobidno išle do spirno ime te. Svoji hati žeč po svomu, ne korete se nikomu, lad najkrašče zaveste. Šteri praci Boh pomože, daj vam Bože vse što hože. Hristos raždajecja.
Oh, 
best in Ukrainian programming, tune in to Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio, our flagship show in Vancouver, Saturdays from 6 to 7 p.m. here on AM 1320 CHMB on the radio dial and online at am1320.com. You can also hear the Nanaimo editions in Vancouver on Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on air at 101.7 FM or online at chly.ca and elsewhere in the world on the PCJ Radio Network on AM FM shortwave and satellite radio. If you miss the live transmissions of any edition of the show, you can find us in between broadcasts at www.nashholos.com, where you can get podcast links to all three editions of the show, as well as other audio features, transcripts, and a link to our Patreon site, where we'll be sharing additional content with patrons of the show, so please consider supporting us there. As well, please follow us on Twitter, like the Nashholos Facebook page, and check out our blog. I love to hear from you, so please send your suggestions, dedications, and requests. Your comments are always welcome. And our proverb of the week translates as Fortune never searches for you, you need to look for it. And that brings our last show of 2017 to an end. I'm Pavlina. On behalf of all of us here at Nasholos and AM1320, thanks for listening and Dobranich. Veselak Sviat i Šťastlivohonovohoroku. Земля, небо і земля нині торжествують. Ангели, люди, ангели, люди, весело празнують. Христос родився, Бог воплотився, ангели співають, царя вітають. Поклін віддають, пастирі грають, чудо, чудо повідають. Флеємі, були флеємі, весела новина. Пречиста діва, пречиста діва, породила сина. Христос родився, Бог воплотився, ангели співають, царя вітають, поклін віддають, пастирі грають, чудо-чудо повідають. Oh,
Вечный пьем и заспеваем Христос родился, Бог воплотился Ангелы спевают, царя витают Поклинь витают, пастыри играют Чудо, чудо повидают Небо и земля, небо и земля Ныне торжествуют Ангелы, люди, ангелы, люди Весело празднуют Христос родился, Бог воплотився Ангелы спевают, царя витают Поклин витают, пастыри играют Чудо, чудо повидают Христос родився, Бог воплотився, ангели співають, царя вітають, поклін віддають, пастирі іграють, чудо-чудо повідають. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.